0: Hey guys, I just want to say first off, thank you so much for the support and everybody who just listens to the podcast and how much it's grown recently. It's just been a lot of fun to reach out and talk with everybody. And I just wanted to take this moment to all the new people that are coming in. I'm excited to have you. And I just wanted to take this moment to let you know a little bit about us. Um, again, my name is Jacob. I broke into medical device sales at, from a personal trainer with no previous sales experience. I got four job offers from top 30 medical device companies. I took the lowest performing territory in the nation for the top company in the world and took it to the top 10. I also broke in as a full line sales rep to start my medical device sales career, which has been fun. And I am now a regional sales manager for a startup. And so that's been just an absolute blast. And I'm just here to give back to you guys. Hoping that this is helpful and helping you guys break in. I did just want to take this time. If you can press that like and subscribe button. If you guys are watching on YouTube, if you're on the podcast, a five-star review truly helps us grow this channel. If you guys are looking for a free 30, 60, 90 day plan that will help you guys break into medical device sales and you'll need for your interviews, please press the link in the description. You guys can sign that up on the course or just website new to medical device sales. Also, you can check out LinkedIn. Jacob McLaughlin, any of the Instagram, TikTok, new to medical device sales, where we put daily content on there, as well as join our email list, if you would like that, on the courses of new to medical device sales. And then again, right there, you heard me talk about the course. We do have a course where we help people break into medical device sales. I've been able to help over 500 people at this point break into medical device sales with the top companies with and without sales experience. And if you guys are interested in, please reach out to me on one of the social medias, because at this point, we are able to only allow five people because I want to make it very personal. Uh, With this, you will get modules that you will work on at your own pace. With that said, you will also have office hours where we'll be able to have contact and you'll have contact with me and coaches that will be able to answer any questions and help walk you through this whole journey of the medical device process. And then last thing I want to mention there is we don't want there to be anything holding you back, even financial. So we do have payment options that can make you get in at a very low rate uh, so you don't have to worry about finances holding you back. Lastly, if you guys ever watch on the YouTube, you will see a I Broke In shirt. Once you guys break in, I love sending these out to you guys, getting pictures everywhere. But also, if you're interested in buying one and you broke in from this podcast and listening, uh, go ahead and go to New to Medical Device Sales and you can grab one there. I appreciate you guys so much for the support and let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to new to medical device sales. I am your host Jacob McLaughlin and I'm coming to you today with another special guest and I'm really excited about today's guest because today's guest has over 11 years of medical device sales experience and not only just medical device sales experience but medical device sales experience with one of the largest companies in the world Uh, has had a lot of success as a rep and has continued to climb the ladder and so we are very excited to have Parker Rhodes on today's podcast. So, Parker, welcome to the show.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me, Jake. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, really, really appreciate you taking time out of your day. And uh, just for all the listeners, you know, like I, I gave you a little intro, but I would love to hear, you know, who's Parker Rhodes?
1: Sure. Yeah, no, that's a good question. So um, I actually uh, went to school here in Arizona, ASU, um, ended up majoring in business. So I did a major in uh, business administration, minor in mass communications, Um, came out of that and uh, started doing business-to-business sales. And then uh, after about four years of that, ended up getting into the medical device world and had been in it, uh, which used to be Covidian, now Medtronic, as they acquired us about four years ago for 11 years. So I uh, was a seller for the majority of that for about nine of it. And then uh, the last two years, I've spent um, one of them as a uh, disease consultant for uh, metabolic and uh, thoracic business. So a little bit different, uh, a lot more consultative, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's me. I'm a little more boring in the device space. I've only been with one medical company, but you know, they've treated me well and, uh, and, and, uh, I'm loyal and I'd like to uh, kind of continue to grow with the company and not try to start over somewhere else. So it's, yeah. it's, here we are.
0: I love it, man. I love to, love to see you. And, uh, You know, I always love asking this question to people with it. So you were, you know, you went to college, you did B 2 B2B sales experience, you know, why medical device sales? How'd you even find out about medical device sales? So
1: I actually, my father's a physician. I've got a lot of medical history in my, uh, in my family. So I knew I didn't want to go to med school. I kind of saw that life. I saw kind of the trend of, you know, really having to work your tail off to, to get where you want to go. And granted, that's a great motto for any business, but at the same time um, it's just, you know, you're exhausting yourself. You're, you're spending a lot of time at the hospital. You're spending a lot of time with patients, you know, that that equates to not spending as much time with family and friends and, and being able to enjoy the spoils of what you do. And so um, that kind of made me take a a hard turn um, towards sales and towards business and towards, um, you know, that side of it so I, I always kind of knew in the back of my mind, I wanted to get into, you know, either med device or pharma or something in the medical world, just because I felt like, you know, you're, you're making a difference um, in somebody's life, whether that be, you know, the patient or the doctor, or the surgeon, you know, the nurse, whoever you're talking to. Yep. So to me, that was, you know, after doing B2B sales for, you know, about four years, um, no offense to, you know, copier sales or anything else, but if I upgrade you 10 pages per minute for a color copier, I'm probably not making your day, you know, that much more amazing or saving anyone's life. It's, it's, you know, it's a little less exciting, but at the same time, I knew I wanted to get in medical somehow. Um, I didn't know again, cause it's so broad if I wanted to go surgical or if I wanted to go um, pharmaceutical or if I wanted to go, you know, there's so many different areas, dental. I mean, you can go to any area. Yeah. Um, and I ended up, you know, I ended up in the med device sector.
0: Love it. Love it. And And with that, how did you, choose like you said there's there's a lot of different sectors is it was just medical device kind of was the one that came first or after doing more research talking to more people one drew you more than pharma or dental sales because we haven't even talked about dental sales on this before we've talked about pharma but you know those different options
1: yeah I, I mean from you know I kind of was at my dad's clinic and I kind of got to see a lot of the pharma reps that would come in and and you know, I, I thought it was great. You know, I was in high school and I was like, wow, these guys are rolling up in a Mercedes and bringing $300 worth of lunch and trying to get 10 minutes of my dad's attention. And so when I thought about it from a, a you know, medical process and, and where I wanted to be and everything else, um, you know, I, I knew I wanted to be in, in med. I, I don't really think I, I didn't really want to do dentistry stuff And and not that it was bad. I just I thought that I could kind of reach a little higher for me. Yep. And I know that I, that I had interest in the, in the operating room and, you know, speaking with surgeons and people, cause that's where, um, you can, in my opinion, make some really big uh, headwinds with products and, and outcomes. So I actually, um, kind of talked with my dad and, and my aunt and a bunch of people who work in, in surgery and, and other types of medicine. And they just said, you know, Hey, surgical device, these, these folks, um, they're very buttoned up. They're very well-trained. They, um, you know, know how to sell appropriately in in a hospital situation, which can be difficult for a lot of people because yeah. coming from business to business to hospital, um, as you know, it's, it's, you know, it can be touchy and, and you have to be able to toe the line and, and, you know, not cross that line sometimes, because even though you can do that in B2B and you burn yourself, you know, burn your reputation with one account, you can't do that. So uh, in the medical world. So um, that's kind of how I found out. I, I ended up, I used uh, medreps.com dot Yeah. And that was kind of how I started. I had a couple different recruiters here in town that were asking me about it. I think I was twenty six at the time. Yep. And so I was, you know, did the B two B stuff. I said, you know what, I'm ready to I'm ready to make the jump. I'm tired of knocking on doors in 110 degree heat with a suit on. Um, I've been successful with it. I've had things, you know, accolades and, and rewards that I can. You know stories I can fall back on of, of success and how I really built something for you know my territory and and for my company. So I, I just it was kind of that point where um, I knew uh, I needed to move forward. And, and however that was, whether that was with Medtronic, that whether that was with any company in the medical device world, I know I wanted to. And I went on probably ten or fifteen different interviews yep. with companies that were of varying sizes. So I had some that were tiny, that were you know, in a warehouse somewhere in downtown Tempe. And, you know, I'm talking to the vice president, the first interview, and I'm like, that doesn't sound good. So, uh, and then, you know, obviously a a large company at the time called COVIDian, um, which, you know, was a big player. I ended up getting an interview and they had uh, a position open for an actual territory in their um, airway division. And so it would encompass, you know, Phoenix and Vegas and everything else. And I, I, made it all the way to the, to the last guy, I flew to Chicago and, and met with him. And, you know, he just said, Hey, uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, you just, you don't have any medical device sales experience and, you know, being in a business to business sales and learning, you know, how to spin the cell and how to really kind of, you know, feel out how you're doing in an interview or in a process it really bothered me because he knew that I didn't have any med device sales. So you, you see that, you know, the first five seconds of looking at my resume. So I was super frustrated. I was very, very upset. I thought the world was going to end, you know, I, I, this stinks. I'm not going to make it in. And then uh, ironically, the, the manager who I interviewed with before the AVP said, Hey, listen, like, like we really want you within committee. And like, we think you're an awesome candidate. There's other divisions. Like, you know, are you willing to relocate? And I was like, I'm not going to relocate. You know, I'm, I'm good. I live in the sixth largest city in the nation. I'll find something. Yep. And I wasn't upset. I kept the, I kept my cool with him and we ended up continuing to stay in contact. And sure enough, um, this is probably about two or three months after I got, um, a call from a recruiter who said, Hey, we're looking for, um, essentially an associate sales rep position here in Phoenix. It was in a different division. Um, so I was like, okay, well, we you know, talked a little bit about it and and you know, of course some recruiters know a lot and some know nothing. So yeah. you kind of have to you have to you have to, you know, really dig deep a lot of times with them. And it ended up being the the largest sector of covidian the largest, you know, um the largest division. So I said, okay, great. So I just told myself you know, I don't, I am going to sell myself to this, this manager and everybody else They they were looking to make a decision pretty quickly. And so um, put together my presentation, I had the, the, you know, the regional manager who I um, emailed or excuse me, that I I interviewed with for the previous position, shoot the hiring manager of this role. Hey, you know, we passed on Parker, but you really need to take a hard look at him because he's got great sales, you know, great relationships. He's got, um, you know, great sales tactics and, and he's really been, he's pretty sharp. So, you know, and that's tough because you're 26, you're, you're wanting to make a jump. Um, it's not easy to get into medical sales. It is not at all. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it is a process. It is a painful one. It is not something that comes very easily. And if you do get in, it's, you know, it's kind of like you got into the club, now you're in the club, right? So, yeah. but the hardest part is getting it. So anyway, so interviewed with them, uh, made it to the final two and found out that I they ex- I was accepted as the the ASR for that division, worked for that division. Well, still in that division, essentially just now with the Medtronic, but um, got to kind of cut my teeth for a year and understand, um, you know, how the business runs, um, how to sell to specific surgeons? What products to sell? Why? What's the strategy? When do you need to be in the OR? When you know when is it good to just do administrative stuff? Just kind of everything. And so yeah. I think that was what was really helpful was having that associate or, or territory development role is what they called it when I was in it, just to learn. And I think that's where you get to be a sponge because if you don't come from, even if you come from the medical world, um, you're you're going to need to, to fine tune your sales skills if you come from, you know, the business world, you're going to have to, you know, learn the anatomy and learn the talk tracks and, you know, really learn how to, to toe the line with people you talk with because you're not talking to a, you know, a, a receptionist who is yeah. making, you know, 30 grand less than you. You're, you're talking to a doctor who's making 300 400 grand more than you. And they don't, you know, unless they need your product, they don't care who you are because they see people all the time. And to be honest, um, with any type of doctor, and I know this because I have several in my family, it's not easy to talk to them. You know, yeah. they, a lot of them can be um, very standoffish. They can be antisocial. They can be um, jerks. You know, I mean, they, they, while everyone else in college was having fun, they were studying. So it's yep. kind of on their, this is their time to, to shine and, and uh, make money and take care of the patients. And, you know, they get approached all the time. So that was kind of my journey. It was painful. Um, I ended up, like I said, going through a couple of recruiters, went through med reps. Probably did twelve interviews with different companies, um, and I had quality sales business to business, you yeah. know, experience. And and I found out, you know, years after that, that's a big um, plus sign for a lot of of employers, especially in the medical device world. Is how to quantify what you've done, you know, how, whether that be. Doesn't matter what it is, whether it be a copy or whether it be a Bible, whether it be a you know whatever it is, you know. And even for you as a personal trainer and in, in a you know previous life, here's how you built your business. Yep. You know, even though it was your own business, it wasn't for said you know big company. Um, it was really how did you build your brand? How do you have? How are your success stories going to be relatable to what they're going to want to see? Because it doesn't matter what you sell, business to business wise, if you are successful and you have. Anything in sales, you're going to have similar stories, regardless yep. of what you sell. So it's you know overcoming objections. It's how did you win the sale? How did you you know a customer gets upset? How did you save the day? How did you you know all these situational questions that if you've been in sales long enough, you'll know about or be on your own business or whatever mm-hmm. you you experience. And so I think that's where I was able to excel. I was you know a good age too. They kind of like that. 25 to 35 range for you know someone who's going to be an associate rep um and you know it was it was awesome you know I, I ended up it was a good fit for me because it made sense to make the jump from a financial standpoint it made sense from a career change standpoint and it was one of the best if not the best career decisions I've made so far
0: I love that, man. And I, I can't stop but smiling because like, I, I'm going to tell everybody that was listening to please go back and listen to the last 10 minutes, like five times. Cause Park, you like, you went into so much detail that, you know, we talk about on here so much, but like to hear your story and what you went through in the roller coaster, you know, with someone who even had B2B sales experience and proven B2B sales experience where you were good at it, going through the process, you know, like you went through so many points and, we, and I just wanted to touch on, you know, like we've talked on here on the podcast, you know, for me, I never really had recruiters because I just didn't have that B2B sales experience, right? Like they weren't really interested because they're going to go with who they think they're going to get paid on and, and, and the best fit that they, that they have. Um, but you just put in so many good points of, you know, handling those objections. We, we already know they're coming and, and just being able to bounce back and, and how to talk to. But, you know, the one thing I really haven't ever gone into much detail with, and I would love to with you is, you know, your experience with B2B sales experience, why you felt like that was a great starting point for you to get into med device sales and then just a little more like you were already doing you already touched on it but like the also the associate sales rep why going into it and why that building phase is so important because i've had you know we we get these people and, and they'll hear my story and, and i make sure to let that very well known i was fortunate to land a full line sales rep role with medtronic that was by luck you know like you can't plan that two reps are going to quit in the same day uh And, you know, the positions opening and that happens, you know, like, yes, I worked hard, but I I say that because I'll have people reach out to me and they think I'm a new college grad. They're on, they're on top of the world. And they're like, "Ah, I don't need to do the associate sales rep role. I'm just going to go be a full line sales rep. And I'm like, it's not like that. It doesn't work here. Um, It's not just as easy, but I would love to, you know, as someone who's done it all, you know, just to hear your feedback to those people, you know, like how important the business to business sales was for you and how it kind of led into being an associate to be where you're at now
1: yeah so I, I again you know i i grew up in the the copier industry which is you know copier a d p paychecks um those kind of companies um kimberly clark you know th- th- those kind of where your newly college grads that I worked with typically went and i was i, think I was twenty two when I went there so pretty fairly new college grad um I had a couple of attorney brothers who worked in it um I saw that they were very successful doing it and I said, all right, well, you know, cause I wasn't in sales. Uh, I didn't plan on going into sales. Let's put it that way. So I came out of college and I went and worked for a division of uh, marketing division of Budweiser for about a year. And I just said, you know what? I don't want to do this. They're going to, they're going to try to make me sell beer here locally. I don't really want to sell beer for a living. I drink too much of it. Anyways, I don't need to be selling it. So I basically was like, you know what, let's do something else. So I ended up going to this company and you know, they're hungry for, for kids that are 22 to 25 years old, shoot even probably up to 40 because, you know, for them, at least in this role and a lot of times the B2B roles, um, if they're true hardcore B2B, you're not, you know, you eat what you kill. So if you don't sell anything that month, sorry, you better have some savings, you know, ready to go because, there is no salary. It, it's all commission. Now, granted um, for the company that I worked for, it was, you know, you took home 40% of, of the you know, gross profit that you sold. So, you know, you sell a deal and there's $5,000 gross profit. That's pretty nice take home money. Yep. Um, however, that doesn't, you know, you're not guaranteed to, to do that every week or every month or whatever it is. So it was, it's very high stress. Um, but, you know, it was easy for a B2B sales or excuse me, an organization it's like that because they're not going to have to fire you. You're going to, you're going to quit if you're yep. not good at it. And if you don't, if you don't want to work hard and that's where it really made the difference. Cause if, if, if you went out and you passed out 300 cards in a day, you're going to stumble into deals. And yep. that's how it works in the beginning of it, whether you're doing again, copy or software, whatever it is, if you're face to face and you're trying to, you know, garnish who the person is you need to talk to, or the decision maker, if you will, you're going to run into stuff. Oh, well, we're bidding that right now. Oh, well, you know, we, we're almost up on our, on our contract. So number one, it was really just pure and simple hard work, whether that's beating down the phones, whether that's beating down doors, um, you know, really trying to harness in and, and make sure that you're, you're with them to somebody, which is what's in it for, for me or what's in it for them is, you know, nice and tight. And you're able to really kind of keep them on the phone to get an appointment and then go to the appointment and see the situation. And while you're at at the appointment, you know, you're analyzing what it is and you're, you know, organizing all what they spend, looking at their contracts. And within about 15 to 20 minutes, you better be ready to try to close them or write up a contract. And if you're not, somebody else is going to do it. And, And there's plenty of companies in town. So that to me was what gave me kind of alligator skin is what I call it, because you get a lot of cards thrown back at you. You get receptionists to tell you to get the heck out of there. You get, you know, no soliciting signs in your face. You know, you've been out in the middle of the, the heat or whatever it is, or cold, wherever you are for two or three hours. You're just like, I don't want to do this. It stinks. But, you know, it's always potentially that next business that you walk into that it's going to be, you know, potential paycheck for you. So 100% you know it, it, over time the sales skills will be refined there's a lot of practice um which i think is one of the biggest things that um companies look for is you know what sales books have you read what what are what's your knowledge of it even if you haven't been in sales a long time or you know you're even if you're a personal trainer you know you're selling yourself yep. you're selling your services so you really are I, I i laugh when people are like well i've never been in sales well you own a company, then yeah, you, you're you doing selling, you know, yep. like you're buying and selling and, and you're making business decisions. So yes, you are, you have to, you know, sell your product or service to make money. So yeah, I just, I think that was probably the biggest factor for me was learning how to sell the process of the sell and then learning how to close business quickly. Because uh, if you don't in any industry, someone else will. Yep. And That translated very well into medical device sales and especially with the the associate sales rep position because in that position, you get to sell, but you really get to learn and you really get to be a sponge and you get, you know, you get a nice flat salary job, no commission base, typically some of them are, but it's rare. Um, And you get to go and work with all of the sales reps in that territory or different states or whatever it is, ride alongs. You get to meet their customers. You get to meet the staff. You get to navigate the labyrinth of what a hospital is, you know, and figure out where do you check in? Who do you talk to? Who do you not talk to? You know, it, it's a, it's a very big chess game that you have to play. And so having that you know year or two years of learning that I think was essential. And I think was really helpful to understanding, okay, well, I liked what Rep A did and, and what his pitch is. Rep B's, you know, I don't know, a little more green, maybe a little too aggressive. I, I wouldn't go that route. Rep C's got great presentation skills and Rep D's extremely analytical. So I want to take what I like about all of them and I want to formulate my own strategy. So you truly get to pick how you want to run your own business once you become a full line rep. But going into it, if, if I would have gone into even with great business to business sales background, if I would have gone into being a straight rep, my head would have been spinning in circles, and yeah. it, because because you go in there, and the minute you're done with training, and you know, I mean, you've been with Medtronic. We have a great training program, and Covidian had an excellent training program that that people modeled. You know, a lot of the companies modeled. Um, you you feel overtrained, but you know, you're also overwhelmed when you get yeah. in that territory because you know, if if there was an ex rep that you can talk to, or or somebody else that's been in the hospitals or helped out or whatever. Great. But in a lot of instances, you don't have that knowledge. You don't have that information. That person has left the company and now you're sitting there saying, okay, well, you know, I got to start from square one. And especially when you're selling an EOR in the hospital, you've got about five different areas that you have to know who those people are. They got to know who you are. And if they don't, and you cross a line or you do something or say something you shouldn't, or you're selling something where you shouldn't be, you know, that can, that can cause some big waves and, and, (laughs) Your, your credibility is all you got, especially a medical device, because, you know, if you, you tick off a really busy surgeon or a busy doctor or whoever it is, you know, they remember that stuff. Um, so, you know, your credibility is, is essential. And it, yeah, I had to really tone down a lot of the, not aggressiveness, but just trying to close somebody on something that day. You yeah. know, it, it take, it the, the the sales cycle is a lot different in medical device. Um, and I imagine it is for pharma and dental. I mean, it, it's, it's just different. Because you're not taught to tell somebody, okay, you don't want my business or, you know, I can't gain your business. Fine. Great. You know, I'll go find somebody else. I'm not going to continue to work with you. I'm not going to continue to keep in touch with you, but that's not how it is. This is, this is something where it's very methodical. You are meeting them for the first time. You're getting to know each other. You're doing a lunch. You're doing, you know, you're meeting them in the OR or wherever it is, cath lab, dental office, whatever you know, you go grab dinner or a drink or something, if if they're amicable to doing that. And, you know, that's, it's a staged process, which makes it tough. Um, But at the same time, you know, after learning how to navigate that and how to toe the line with personalities and read body language, you know, very efficiently and understand when someone's really uncomfortable and understand when you can kind of go push a little bit farther. I think that's what, what, makes it a refined skill, especially in med in device, um, is that you really learn what's a good strategy and not all the same Not all strategies are the same with every yep. surgeon or every hospital, but, um, you know, it's definitely a lot different, especially in, in the med device world. Cause it's all contracted now.
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Again, guys, just listen to that. That was such a wealth of knowledge go back because just to like what to expect. Um, and, and just that knowledge. And I, and I was smiling and laughing because, uh, you know, I was fortunate to have Parker. I, I Parker got a couple calls from me. With being a new, a green guy, didn't know what I was doing, uh, trying to figure some stuff out. And so he was nice enough to to get on some calls with me to, you know, to help me out because I was I was trying to trying to make it as best as I could. But there's always those learning experiences. So it was always nice to have someone like Parker in my corner. And I encourage you guys to that's why we encourage you guys to network and reach out. But Parker, we want to respect your time. And again, I'm thanking you so much with everything, but I already know this is going to happen because people always reach out and they're going to be like, you know, they hear the people on the podcast, they reach out right away, which is good. And I love it. But at this point, you've talked to thousands of people uh, wanting to break into medical device sales over your career. And I would love to just hear, you know, after thousands of conversations, what you look for in people that are breaking in and how to do it the right way and not just be, you know, we joke around. I actually just had someone a day. I probably said it a million times, stop calling some rant or like messaging me and asking for a random job when I don't know who you are or anything. And we always laugh about it, but can you kind of tell me like when people reach out, how, you know, if they're good, how they're bad, what you look for. And, and kind of those positives for somebody reaching out to you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I think the biggest thing and you kind of, you kind of hit the nail on the head, and I've gotten a good amount of it and I'm not going to say it was, it's been recently or in the past, it's kind of been sporadic, but you know, do your homework I think is huge. Um, You know, when I was going through this, I didn't have LinkedIn, you know, I, I didn't have a lot, we didn't even have YouTube back then. So, or we did, but it was very, very basic. So, you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, respect the person, that you're talking to time and what you're asking them. Because if I was to message someone who I've never met, don't know, um, you know, just just connected with you because, you know, it's LinkedIn and you're trying to build a network, um, you know, really be genuine, but at the same time, be perspective of their time and say, hey, I'm very interested in getting into this. I'd love to, you know, either join on a quick call or if you're, honestly, if you're in the same city or the same state or you're accessible to that person, I'd love to buy you a coffee you know, and, and just kind of talk about it for 15, 20 minutes. Everybody's got time, but it's, it's, you know, I'm not going to make time for somebody that says, Hey, I see there's an opening in this Medtronic division that I'm not even in. And could you put in a good word for me? And I'm like, I don't even know who you are. A and B and B. No, I mean, I've been doing this for 11 years. I've gotten a lot of people jobs. Um, who I know um, and helped out. I and mean, you reached out to me. I know when, when you know, you started this this yep. transition. And you know I, I think I'm more than happy to have a conversation with somebody, but I don't owe you anything. Yep. And I need you to come at me and say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm really interested in breaking in. Here's what I've done in terms of, or here's who I've reached out to. And there's, here's a specific position I want to learn a little bit more about. I see that you're in the same division or that you work for Medtronic. Is there any way you, if you're not a part of this process or somebody that's in this division, any way you could pass me on to somebody and I'd be very appreciative. And I'm actually a very, very nice person. I've done it for people that I probably shouldn't have because, you know, I just kind of wanted to help out in the beginning stages, but over time, like I, I'm, I'm picky, you know, and, and you think I'm picky, you know, try to go after managers or try to go after folks who've done it for 20 years, who give gotten this tenfold from me. And so and be respectful, you know, if I, if, if someone doesn't reach back out to you or that, you know, it is what it is, you know, I mean, people are busy and we get pinged on this stuff all the time, but, but do your homework, be respectful. Hey, if, you know, if, and be realistic too, like, I've had people reach out to me that are, you know, halfway across the country and they just, and they just want to have a conversation. It's like for a job that's not in Arizona. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm happy to, to, to kind of, just message you but i'm not going to sit there and, and get on a phone call with somebody that is trying to get a job in maine you know like you need a network and talk to somebody in maine or you need to you know be realistic and if you're willing to relocate great but it's hard when you when you say to a recruiter or to me or to someone else well you know where are you willing to relocate oh anywhere i'll do anything i'll get you know you can smell desperation very quickly. Exactly. And let's be honest, you're not, you're not, you're not going to want to move anywhere. You know, if if you're living in California, you're not going to want to move to Montana probably or somewhere else. So, so be very realistic. And, you know, I think it's okay. You know, MedRaps I think is still relevant. I don't know, you know, I haven't been on it for a long time, but I think that was relevant in regards to, you know, companies and things that I know that we're hiring um, because, you know, back when I was doing it, it was like monster.com and stuff like that, which was a joke. You know, I wasn't yeah. kind of, that. The, the stuff I got sent from them was ridiculous. So I guess to, to kind of, kind of sum it up, you know, if you're going to message somebody, you know, just tell them a, who you are, don't make it a, you know, two page ordeal that you're looking, you're, you know, what you do currently, you're looking to get into medical device. Um, what, you know, can you meet for a coffee or could you have a 10 or 15 minute call? If you gave you if they give you 30 minutes, be very surprised because, yeah. you know, there's a lot of these calls and, and you know, everybody's busy and they got stuff going on, especially during the day. Um, and, you know, just be respectful. You know, I've had a couple that I've had to bite my tongue because I was like, you know, you're reaching out to me. I don't know who you are. You, I, I'm not, you know, or if you've got a friend or a connection with somebody. So so for instance, like if, if you looked on their LinkedIn, which again, LinkedIn is a wealth of knowledge and very, very nice platform. Hey, I see your, you know, LinkedIn with so-and-so, you know, I am actually somebody who you're a friend with, or is there some sort of affiliation? If you have yeah. one, I think makes it a lot warmer rather than just, hi, I'm Parker and I want to get into med device sales or, Hey, I'm looking or, you know, be a little broader. I'm looking to get into the medical world um, I'd love to pick your brain for 10 minutes or something like that. Um, and I've done it a lot and, and I, I don't, I'll continue to do it. I, I enjoy helping people as I know you do. Yep. Um, but at the same time too, I, I'm just more picky now because yeah, I'm, I'm busier and I've got, you know, Google stuff like that going on. So I'm happy to help when I can, but to, to, you know, for folks that are listening, I, I would just say, have a plan. Um, and it's going to take a lot, like, yeah. you, you know, even though, even though you messaged 10 people on LinkedIn and no one responded, well, guess what? You know, you have to go deeper and don't, you know, don't just send a canned response, try to make it personal, um, and make it relevant. You know, yes. there's depending on what state you live in, there's a lot of medical sales trip everywhere. So, and, 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 you know, I think it's a good thing too to, to not just, you know, try to talk to people in one company, you know, go to, go to folks who work for striker, go to work folks who work in the cath lab, go to folks who work in radiology, yes. um, different companies, you know, Google's a beautiful thing. You know, you can look at, you know, who are the top 10 biggest or top 25 biggest companies in X area, or if you want to go to the dental, you know, look that up. And then you can you know do a search, you know, obviously through LinkedIn, which is huge because then you can start networking. Um, so I tell people, you know, when they, treat it as LinkedIn, not as Facebook, right? 100%. Like, like, be, you know, keep it professional. Um, don't expect anybody owes you anything because they don't. And like I said before, in the beginning of this, once you're in the club, you're in the club. And if someone's sitting outside the club, you know, yep. we don't have to help you. We don't have to help you get in, you know, yep. but we understand the fight and the time and the energy and the frustration that it takes to get into it. I know you do it yourself. And so it once makes you want to, you know, give back to the greater community, especially because I was a 26 year old looking to get into, you know? Um, But I think lastly, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of, you know, tell you, you got to have good expectations and you, and you got to have reasonable, reasonable expectations. Um, I did business to business sales for four years before I even sniffed a territory development job. And I got lucky with one of the biggest companies in the nation. You, you know, did same thing, you know, sometimes it's just luck. And sometimes, um, you just, you know, it, you get a good patch of interviews and you get lucky and you make it to, you know, the end. And once you make it to the end, you, you give it all you got. And, uh, you know, you're, you're not missing one detail because that's the difference, especially right now with, with hiring and what's going on with, um, you know, the way, the way that hiring has changed, I'll yep. say. Um, it, it's, you know, it's a different world. So one little tiny thing, uh, even if it's a follow-up thank you email, can can make a difference between you and the candidate who did it and so i would just say don't get discouraged um and you know what if i told this to a candidate the other day i said if you don't if you don't get a second interview or they they continue to kind of brush you off because of your experience which obviously is very limited then go get the b2b job you oh, know i mean the medical device is, is is sounds really really great but i'll be honest with you it's sales it, it, yep. you know you are you are growing your pipeline, you're growing your revenue for a company, just as you would do in any other industry. Um, It's a lot cooler and and sexier for people because, you know, they think you drive the cool cars and you make the big money and everything else, you know, and, and in some instances, yeah, you can do that. Um, And you can kind of be choosy about how you run your, your territory and your business. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's sales. And so don't, don't lose that focus and think that it's all about, you know, medical and, and knowledge and all that stuff. It is about that. But 99% of companies are going to be able to teach you what you need to know from a medical standpoint. Exactly. And you're going to cause I didn't know, I had no, no background in medicine, no back. I didn't do, I mean, other than like biology and chemistry and stuff I had to take, exactly. to, you know, to get through business school. I, I I did not, I did not have one iota of that. I mean, yeah, now that. That's not to say that if you come from that, I've seen a lot of people that have come from being a nurse or come from being, um, a coordinator or somebody at a hospital or something like that. And they have that medical knowledge. They have the other side of it where they know how the hospital runs. They know, you know, who to talk to, how to create relationships and all that stuff within the arena that they're going to be selling in. But, you know, it's, it's, it's not rare, but it's just, you don't see it as much. Um, and I think that's because it's hard to say, okay, If you're gonna go from working in an operating room to going and selling an operating room, okay, well, there's you know, you can there's some relatable skills there. But if you're gonna go from working in an operating room to go sell pharmaceuticals, you know, yeah, you know doctors, great. A lot of people can get to know doctors, you know what I mean? So I think that's kind of the biggest situation, but just you know, stay humble, hard work hard, network like like heck, and and you know, it just takes time. And if you don't break into it, you know, in the first try or the second try. Go get the B2B experience. doesn't matter who it's with because if you can be successful in that and you can show that that transfers, which it does nine out of 10 times to medical or whatever you want to do, you know, it's going to give you a lot better shot of, of getting you where you want to go.
0: 100%. And then guys, again, I know I've said it several times, like just replay that, especially just for you guys reaching out uh, what to expect, but also, you know, just expectations on how to go about it. And and again, it, like we've talked about, it's a roller coaster, but Again, Parker, just again, thank you so much for taking time to just share with our listeners because I know this has been very uh, valuable to everybody listening. I just want to say thank you again for your time and and sharing these tips with everyone.
1: Yeah, no, thanks for having me on and uh, good luck, everybody, and uh, appreciate the time.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. And if you guys are watching on YouTube, press that like and subscribe button. If you guys are listening on the podcast, a five-star review helps us grow this channel. If you guys are interested to learn more about the course where, you know, we've helped over 500 people break into medical device sales at this time, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn at Jacob McLaughlin, new to medical device sales on Instagram. We have the TikTok, basically every social media you can imagine. Feel free to reach out. We can schedule a Zoom call. Uh, if you guys have questions, again, always happy to jump on calls with you guys as well. So feel free to reach out to us on there. And lastly, you'll see I'm wearing my pink I broke in shirt. Uh, we finally got those up. So again, you guys can go to the new to medical device sales.com, Check it out. And if you guys would like to grab a shirt, once you guys break in, you can definitely grab that. But like always, you guys truly appreciate you guys listening. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Get after it and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.